I think like when I reflect on maybe what I've lost or like what I've gone through, then sometimes I, I get sad. But then I don't think I never get sad in, around people. I never get angry or anything. So I think my music maybe represents my my actual personality more. And then my lyrics represent like maybe the thoughts that I don't really tell people. Welcome back to Nat 97. On today's episode, we catch up with the French-born, London-based singer, songwriter, and producer, Leia Sen. We talk about Leia gearing up for her first-ever U.S. tour dates, her journey to songwriting in English, her second language, plus what inspired her two-part EPU of Now, and her often melancholy and yet hopeful subject matter, amongst the more live from the studio and brought to you by The Orchard and Human Resources. This is not a podcast. This is not a radio show. This is Not 97. Enjoy. Leia Sen, welcome to Not 97. Hello, thank you for having me. How's it going? I'm good, good, you know. I've been in America for three days. For three days. <laughs> first time. Um, yeah, first time, you told me, first time in America. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? It feels a bit overwhelming, a bit surreal. I feel like every first impressions I've had have been very cliche European. Yeah. Like, wow, the cars are so big. Like, <laughs> people are very eccentric. And it's super fast in New York. It feels like there's so much happening. Yeah, but I, it, it feels amazing. It's like, I'm how, actually here. It's crazy. How does it feel that your first time in New York is because you are headlining a show it feels like it's, it's it shouldn't be like as in you know yeah i'm headlining but really like i'm just very lucky because I, <laughs> I don't know i don't know it, feel, uh, it feels like wow this is a lot of luck but uh, yeah it's crazy i think it's gonna hit later yeah probably yeah so this has been your first ever headlining tour yeah i mean i call it tour just because it's cool but it's really like three shows but you've also been playing a lot of shows in europe so that yeah. is a whole tour yeah like i supported this artist billy martin for like two weeks but that was uk and then before that with nick and nick yeah. came in, in europe so it feels like i've done a lot of shows for other people so now it's like hell yeah people sing you my songs is, is this is new york gonna be the first headlining show of yours i did my first ever in london last week i think yeah. or two weeks ago yeah had it after so after opening for for Nick Akeem, who's it for Billy Martin mm. and Wesley Joseph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did it feel to have be like this is my crowd? It was. I thought it was gonna be way more nervous, but I think my my body was so used to going on stage that I didn't really it didn't really hit at first. It was like oh I'm just getting on stage as usual, and then people started singing my shit and being like <laughs> into it and knowing what songs are coming and stuff, and that was like it was just really really. It felt really, really good. Just like, I was very happy. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been very hands-on with your music. Yeah. From the jump, from writing, producing, engineering, mixing. Are you self-taught with all of that? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like, my brothers, my I have two older brothers, and they produce as well. They play instruments. So sometimes they teach me things. Sometimes I just hear what they do and try to, like, figure it out. But yeah, a lot of it was like watching mixed with the masters videos on YouTube or like a bunch of production videos and and also a lot of experimenting. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 
Just, just YouTube University. YouTube University. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like how I learned everything. Yeah. English is how I learned English. Yeah? <laughs> Through YouTube? I'd say YouTube, Twitter, like just typing. Yeah. And then eventually when I moved to London, it was like, oh shit, I need to have conversations now. So I got to figure it out. But yeah. So you didn't take English in school? No, I did, but it was trash. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good, man. I, it was... I don't know. Everyone had like such a strong French accent, and it yeah. was we weren't having conversations. It was more learning like yeah. I don't the 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 how to do the verbs or whatever. I don't know. I don't remember the classes. Yeah. So yeah, you grew up outside of Paris. Yeah, and, and so obviously, obviously, grew up speaking French. Mm. When you started making music, did you just start writing in English, or ha- have did you start writing in French? I did like my first first songs like as a kid was in French, but when I was like okay I'm gonna write songs, I just I wanted to do what my favorite artists were doing. Yeah, that was like cool like American or British artists. So um, I started at like ten and I was English straight up. It was yeah. terrible. I had like this <laughs> I had this lyric book where I was trying to write in English, and then my brothers found it, and <laughs> they were just because they could speak better English than me. And I was I made some by accident some some weird jokes like yeah with yeah so they just they still <laughs> bully me about it to this day but yeah because yeah I mean I think about like your your lyricism now I mean there's been a journey since then but like yeah. the lyricism now you're very like thoughtful and it seems very you know deliberate about the words that you're using and the lyrics that you're writing so it's interesting to me that like that is a second language and something that is somewhat self-taught learning how to write Mm. yeah i think it it was i immersed myself as in i started writing in my own journal in english yeah i would think in english i would like i would go to school and then come back and just be on twitter for like three hours (laughs) just speaking english and like i had a lot of friends in europe like in germany or the netherlands or whatever and we all just spoke English to each other because yeah. that was the common the language we had in common so if it, it's obviously my second language and sometimes it's hard because I'm just tired and I don't know how to make a sentence but at the same time it's always felt like such a safe language to use because also like no one understood it in France yeah so I could just sing whatever I wanted and my mom didn't understand it, yeah. it that was very <laughs> very freeing yeah they don't understand your my mom, my mom doesn't. No. <laughs> Bless her. No, she doesn't. My brothers do, which is terrible. But yeah, my mom doesn't. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Somewhat a side note, but I, I, I talked to a group from Montreal recently about they they rap in, in English. Yeah. And they kind of talked about that of like, from the jump, they were always rapping in English, even though French is their first language. But yeah, they wanted to emulate the rappers that they grew up on. Yeah, because I think when you don't, it, when English is your first language, you maybe assume that singing in French or singing or rapping in French is the same thing, but just like another language, it's yeah. not the same thing. It doesn't sound the same, doesn't feel the same. It doesn't, it's not the same at all. Like I've tried many times because people ask me all the time, why do you not write in French? And I try, it just does not feel right. Like yeah. and it's a complete different world, like complete different art. So Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Too. I, I guess, the, honestly, there's been a lot of French-speaking artists on the show this season because really? we also had Lolo Zouai on the yeah. show, um, who's half French, and mm. she'll sometimes, you know, have bilingual songs. Like some French words in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it's fucking cool. I'd love to <laughs> do that. No, because you know what? I've, re- I've, I've done it a little bit before and then for a while I kind of stopped doing it and I'd love to try again. Because yeah. I love when people do it and it sounds cool like she did it, but yeah, it's, you have to be intentional about it. Like I'd, I would love to write a full French song yeah. if it sounds good. Yeah, I also yeah. think it's different for an American artist to then speak French and mm-hmm. and it can be accessible to a French audience where it's like you're coming from France speaking English so it's like going to a wider audience outside of France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing as well. It's like when I moved to London and I was like singing English and people were asking me, you know, why do you not why are you not proud to be French or yeah. like it's it the thing is when you take the risk to move away, you kind of have to just immerse yourself in yeah. that that different yeah, like art form or skill to write in, in English is very... Yeah, there's like incredible writers. So you have to really take it seriously and like immerse yourself. And, and so I'll do French one day, but it's just not my priority right now. Yeah, I get that. I want to talk a little bit about like finding creative inspiration because I had read about you speaking of the title You Have Now and that being like pulled from this, what is it called? Oblique Strategies. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd never heard of that before. But it sounded very interesting um, of like a, it's like cards that are for like encourage creative thinking. Mm-mm-mm. I guess what like initially drew you to those cards? It was a gift. It yeah. was a gift. Yeah. I, when I moved to London and I, I started meeting more people that liked what I was doing, just got it as a gift. And it was like, I didn't really know exactly what they were doing, like how useful they were. But when I was working on my first EP, and I just, I, I, there's points where you're just like struggling. I picked one of the cards that said trust in the you have now. And that was like so much, just lifted so much weight off my shoulders. And I actually picked it again recently by yeah. accident. And it was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then you said, all right, it's part two. That was called part two. <laughs> actually, it was after part two was out. It's like constant reminder. It's like you need to just fucking trust what you're doing, you know, and who you are in this moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Brian Eno because I fully stole that from him. Really. Right. Do you think that you struggle to find like inspiration still? Mm, I think sometimes when like I'm in the flow of doing a lot of things, you do shows, you do this, you do that, you're moving around, you're doing like the career stuff or artist stuff, which yeah. is fun. Sometimes it's hard to just sit down with yourself and like, what am I feeling? Because you can't... I, I try sometimes, but you can't force whatever you're feeling yeah. on a piece of paper or in a song. That shit is just... You have to show up. And so you have to live and then you have to show up and just sit with it. And like... So really like as long as I'm living things and I'm experiencing things and I'm failing and like learning from it, then I just need time by myself. So that's usually fine. I, I, I don't really have the the whole like, what is it? fear of um in french we say like la page blanche la peur de, like fear of the white yeah yeah you know like you don't know how I, I don't know if there's like a phrase like that but i know what you're saying like like, like r- fear of writer's block essentially writer's block yeah. yeah yeah basically i don't really have that yeah because i just don't force it and I, also if it's shit it's shit like i'm yeah. not scared of it being trash yeah, because I, I think that's like the trust in the you have now is like trust yourself, you know, like and, and trust what you're doing. But and that kind of like almost counters like, like, do you feel like you deal with perfectionism or like? No, 
No, you're just like, let it out. Fuck it. If, yeah. if When I listen to my EPs, I'm like, wow, this is bad, man. Yeah? Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay. It's, I mean, sometimes I cry and then I'm like, it's okay. Keep yeah. going. It'll get better, you know? Especially when I think about that first lyric book where the lyrics were just bad, man. They were not good. And, you know, it's better. It's yeah. better. It's just, yeah. How do you look at the progression from EP1 to EP2? Mm. I think I felt much better about the music in EP2. I was way more excited about the production. But I felt like maybe I didn't... I mean, this is... I'm not going to get technical, but I was like, oh, like, the production's better, but the vocals are not as good or whatever. And it was like... I feel like it, it, it feels like a collage of, okay, I got this really nicely here and this nicely here, but this needs some work. So I like to look at them and think, this is my... This is clear for me what I need to work on. Yeah. But the progression, I don't know, it just, it, it felt very different. It didn't feel like, oh, I'm better. It felt felt very gray. Like, this is a pull of of what's going on in my brain. Yeah. That And that felt gray? Yeah, it didn't feel like this is level one, level two. It's more like this is a mess of what's what was in my brain for a couple of years. But I'm glad it's out because yeah. now I can actually be a bit more intentional and a bit more conceptual on the next project yeah yeah we played last year when i introduced your music on our podcast i played i feel like i'm blue hey and i love that song and i and i was we were talking about it on the show and we were talking about a few things but we were talking about i think there was a quote from you about it like being a note to like your future self yeah that's crazy yeah that we were talking about and i wonder is that like kind of a theme in your writing where you like like to write as kind of your writing to yourself that one was like more of I had this idea for a long time and I never knew how to put it down in an actual song because I felt like I was spending a lot of time complaining about my past or reflecting or complaining about what was happening in the moment and I just wanted to like kind of be hopeful but also realistic that's why it's called I feel like I'm blue because I felt like I always had this sadness inside that I was never going to get rid of but you know what I was wrong because <laughs> I just grew up man it's kind of funny to listen yeah. to that song it's a bit it's me being a bit depressed but yeah it was, it was like you know I'll, I'll do better I'll, I'll love better I'll be a better friend all that stuff but I always have this like mellow thing inside now I'm like nah fuck that. <laughs> I want to enjoy life man I gotta I'll, I'll show you um the clip of us talking about that song because yeah, it's funny. I, I watched it back today and one of my co-hosts, Genesis, had something where she was like, this is like the song that you listen to when you're coming out of a breakup <laughs> and you're almost out of it. Like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you're still feeling sad about it. Mm. And I feel like that's kind of what you just said. Yeah. That was, yeah. Hell yeah. That's weird. It's kind of like, it's kind of like... Because then you have the guitar solo at the end too, so you're like, <laughs> I'm like back. You're like, it's <laughs> yeah. like you're feeling yourself again. Yeah, yeah, Philly. It, also, it was, it was. I hated that song when I made it. <laughs> and I, I put it out because I had nothing else. I was just like, well, this this one song, everyone's going to hate it, but I put it out. And I was like, everyone mentions it all the time. That's so funny. Yeah. It also, it also falls into a category that we've talked about on Not 97 a lot, which is... Sad songs that make you happy. Hey. And and because you just said that, like, it's like, it's sad, it's emotional, but it's also like, has like a hopeful feel to it. Mm-mm. And I feel like that, even even like on the new record, I was listening back today, even a song like Love Him, mm. 
is kind of like that, where it's kind of sad. It's sad, but it's also kind of hopeful. Mm. I feel like you end up in that pocket a lot. I like it, yes. You, you agree? Yeah, I think, I think like, when I reflect on maybe what I've lost or, like, what I've gone through, then sometimes I, I get sad, but then... I don't think I never get sad in, around people. I never get angry or anything. So um, I think my music maybe represents my my actual personality more, and then my lyrics represent like maybe the thoughts that I don't really tell people. Yeah. So um, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, interesting. You're saying like the lyrics the are lyrics the deeper are, thoughts, and then yeah. the actual sonic like sound music mm, is a little more of what you're trying to present to people. Kind of yeah, and also because I I don't. I, I usually feel really happy to be around people. Like, I'm, I don't know, I don't know how much I believe in like being an introvert or an extrovert, but I'd say like when I'm with people, I'm pretty comfortable and extroverted and, and I feel like joy, but I, I don't express it in my lyrics because I think I find it a little corny sometimes. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. When people do it and they do it well, it's fucking cool, but I, I don't, yeah. So my lyrics are usually a bit more mellow a bit more sad and the music is a bit more exciting and also because because i produce the stuff myself i just i get bored when i'm producing so i just start experimenting and do it doing weird stuff yeah because it's fun when i'm producing i'm never sad that's the thing so maybe it's the no that's interesting mm. thinking about what that how the how your emotions and like your state of mind is different in the production space than in the like writing lyric space totally different yeah i never thought about that yeah totally different because like and, and yeah i mean even going back to like you're talking about that lyrics journal <laughs> what is your like process of writing lyrics now are mm. you still journaling yeah i've been writing poems on for this new project which has weirdly been great to um, go back to the poem and then it really depends i feel like i'm blue that one was I had the production kind of laid out. I had the drums and I was playing the guitar. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling this. It's fun. And then I sit in the dark. <laughs> Basically. Sometimes just singing. I feel like Kambu was fully just whatever was coming out of my brain. I yeah. didn't even know what that meant. I just said it. Yeah. And then later people were like, oh, it means you're sad. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I didn't... I think maybe my subconscious knew because I heard it somewhere that it means, like, being kind of mellow or whatever. Yeah, I feel like then people were making, like, the Joni Mitchell comparisons. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But I, I wasn't even thinking about <laughs> yeah. that. It just sounded good. That's yeah. that's why, yeah. But that's kind of a beautiful thing as well. Mm, mm. Just kind of, yeah, just intuition speaking. Yeah. So you're on you're on your tour right now. You're opening or you're, you're, you're headlining your first mm. shows in the U.S. What, you know, I'm sure that's, like, a check mark off the, the goals sheet very early on as well crazy yeah what else is on that goals sheet actually glastonbury and i'm doing glastonbury with my friends next week so big festival but actually i want to i want to do my own show because i'm playing with them with another band so yeah maybe like doing a big festival yeah. you know what like let me be ambitious i think headlining a big festival would be fucking sick let's go at some point actually this is a very like london thing but I'd love to headline Cross the Tracks, which is like a festival in, in Brockle Park, which is where, like, right where I live. Yeah. And every year, like, I hear the festival. I'm like, man, it should be me. <laughs> so it's going to... That's it. That's the... That's the, that's the manifest it. Say, manifest it. it. Every, every year. When Liana Havis was headlining, I think it's 2021, and I was in my bedroom and I opened the window and I was listening. I was like, yep. One wow. day, one day. 
So maybe something like that, yeah. Hell yeah. I like that. <laughs> okay, so to play us out, you get to pick one of your songs, any song that you'd want to pick to introduce and give us a little background of why you picked the song, where it comes from. Okay. One of mine. Oh. What are you feeling right now? I think probably Love Him. I mean, you've played it before? I don't know. But no, I haven't. No, I didn't love him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fully. Yeah, so where does Love Him come from? <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of trying to be honest about why... I let things and people in my life or why I'm picking things and picking people. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's hard to... Because I don't want to say it's this specific thing. It was never about specific relationship, even though it's called love him. But it was like that feeling of using things or using people to feel a certain way and wanting to be honest with myself and with the universe about it. Yeah. Hoping that, you know, I would take a bit of responsibility. And, you know, hoping that other people <laughs> would take responsibility. So, yeah. I have one more question that yeah. I just thought of before we play Love Him. Because Love Him yeah. also has the about you parentheses. Mm, 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 and then the song after that is just called No <laughs> in parentheses. <laughs> so what is it about putting song titles in parentheses that you like to do? I think it was, it's kind of just been like, by the way, <laughs> this isn't about you. It's never been about you. And no, I think, okay, so again, like I was saying, I don't get angry really often or, you know, but no, I was really like pissed off and I was, I was hating. I was pro a proper, it's my hater song, but again, I don't want to be a hater. So it's like, you know, in parentheses, by the way. No, no has some of the most sweetly sung aggressive Thank lyrics you. that I've ever heard. Thank you. Like, yeah. what is the first lyric? It's like... Fuck your backhand in yeah. truth. Yeah. Fuck your backhand in truth, but you sing it, like, so beautifully. <laughs> Thank you. And, and you really have to look at the lyrics and be like, oh, she's like, that's what, what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's called No. It's like, aggressive, but not aggressive. It's a soft you know? no. It's a soft no, basically. It's a soft no. Yes. That's okay, what fair. <laughs> okay. I'm Lea Sen. This is Love Him on Not 97. Thank you. 
Thank you. 